Well, hello, my wonderful, fluffy, sweet little flapjacks. Welcome to episode one of the Brain Cola podcast with me, Christian, your spiritual guide, your shaman of new ideas, and your new best friend, because that's my goal. I am going to be your virtual best friend. No, I'm just kidding. No, but seriously, welcome to the podcast. So what is the whole point of this? I feel like I should talk about like what this is, like why? Why, Christian? Why are you doing a podcast? Good, Really good question. Really good question. It's because I love to talk. I just, and this is like cathartic. It's cathartic for me to just talk and let my brain just ooze out of my ears like, like the goop that turned the, the turtles into the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's, I just, that, that's just, I'm letting my brain just flow out in any way possible. But I do have like things planned. Like we're going to talk about, um, we're going to ask Google some questions and I'm just going to answer them because I have all of the right answers. And we're going to do a wreck of the week. And a wreck of the week is something that I'm going to shout out or suggest that you do. It could be a person. It could be a YouTube channel. It could be a show. It could be a song, an album, some sort of act, perhaps a ritualistic incantation. I don't know. It could be anything. But so that, that that's the plan. That's the game plan. So, yeah. But so here's what's been going in my mind, all right? And if, and if you're still listening, thank you. I got two things going in, in my mind today. One is a little bit sad. Maybe not sad. Maybe sad's not the best word. Dark? Nah. Not really dark. Just, I don't know, I guess just like the collective consciousness of my mind. Like where my mind is at right now, today. Um, and then also I have a, a story about walking and the pandemic walking and two things happened on my walk the other day. Like normally my walks are very boring. I just kind of zone out, let my brain just wander as I walk the same, almost in my brain immediately I heard Boulevard of Broken Dreams. Um, but it's not a lonely road. I do walk by myself, so it is lonely and I do walk on a road, but it's not a Boulevard of Broken Dreams. It's just a walk, but we'll get to that. But the thing that's been in my mind is we have so many, I, I'll put it this way, all the times in my life where I have felt let down has not been because something's been bad or like what, what ended up happening in that situation was bad. It's that I not only set my expectations too high for those for this thing, but I set my expectations at all, which is a weird thing to think about. But I had this sort of revelation a few weeks ago, and I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is the source of why I always feel let down. Because for I mean, a lot of people feel that you know everything in life lets them down, or like this person lets them down, or these people let them down, or this activity you're doing lets them down. And I felt the same way. And it was making me not want to do stuff because I was getting so pessimistic about just doing anything. 
And it was because my rationale was, well, frig, it's just going to let me down because it's never what I think it is. Well, that's the, that's the freaking problem, dude. That's the freaking problem. The problem is that we set expectations for things. And then when, we, when the thing doesn't meet these ideas of grandeur that we conjure in our minds, we get let down. And it's, I, I'm finding that it's way more practical and it makes life way more enjoyable when you just you engage with something, whether that's a person or an activity that you want to do. And instead of saying, oh, I'm, I want this to happen, I want this thing to happen, I want this result to come from this. Just being like, I'm going to do this, and I'm going to take from it what it gives me, and that's it. And I found that I can genuinely enjoy things a lot more because I don't set my expectations so high. Now, I'm not, I'm not saying don't have hopes because I think hope is a good thing. I, I genuinely, genuinely believe that hope is a, it's actually a great thing because it actually gets you to do stuff. Like you have a hope that when you work out, you're going to reach this goal. That's the hope. If you don't have hope to do something, you're not going to do it. But I'll give you a, good, a really good example. When I started working out or when I really, really started like intensely working out, my whole goal was like I, I want to look like Jason Momoa. And I set my expectations so, so freaking high. And all it did was destroy me because I was never getting there. Because you want to know why? Because I'm not Jason Momoa. I am not a six foot four, I don't however tall he is, six foot three, I don't know, half Polynesian, half American, Atlantean demigod with pecs the size of throw pillows. That's just not me. So instead of expecting that I'm going to look like that, I should just be like, well, I'm going to work out, and what happens, happens. And I found that I enjoyed working out more because of it. So when it comes to people, and especially with relationships, you expect so much from people, and I expect so much from people. And people are just people, man. It's, they, they, people don't, human beings don't know any better. Let's be honest. Human, human beings are, we are, we are prehistoric. We have prehistoric hardware trying to live and work and breathe and exist in a very advanced world. And nothing we do is ever going to be perfect. So we, we need to stop setting such such incredibly high expectations for just people on an individual basis um, because it's really just going to ultimately let you down. Now, I'm not saying you shouldn't expect certain things, especially if somebody's in a certain position of office or whatever. You expect that they're going to treat you with respect and honor your human rights, but in the day to day, just instead of you know having these high expectations for your day, like I'm gonna get all this stuff done, and I'm gonna when I go to the beach, it's gonna be this amazing experience, and I'm gonna feel so amazing, and I'm gonna have such a good time. Just be like, I'm going to the beach, and what happens happens, and if something good happens, I'm gonna take that. If something bad happens, I'm gonna let go of it. Just let things be, and take from them what you want. 
and that's it. You know, we, we, we fall in love with the idea of things, I find, rather than the thing itself. Because I think there's a safety in that. Because I think we, we build up this idea of this thing in our minds and we fall in love with it because it's exactly what we know we need. And then when you get to that thing, it's not that way. And then you, 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 that whole image of it falls apart. This is so, this is so super true with people, especially if you're in relationships, don't fall in love with the idea of a person, fall in love with the person. That's why you gotta talk to the person, call them on the phone, chat with them, ask big questions. And just, like, fall in love with their brain, man. Fall in love with their mind. So don't don't set such high expectations for things, man. Just enjoy them while they're there. Enjoy them for what they are. And just, you know, just be, man. Just be and exist and enjoy it. Enjoy what's good. Shake off what's bad. And let's just... Let's just go drink some coffee or something. What the frick? Anyways, so that was my long-winded thing. I don't even – that got off on a tangent. But so my walk, let's, let me, let's talk about this. So I'm taking my walk. Take this, I, I, there's three routes that I take on my walk. Since I've started this pandemic, I've been walking like an absolute beast. I am like a, a road-worn camel on, in, the, in the Sahara Desert just wandering, wandering through the dunes. That's me. And I take the same one of three routes. And I was taking my, my shorter route. And I was walking by this house. And the, the, the curtains were drawn agape. And in this large window in front of the house, it was just dark. There was just darkness. It was just this void. And I look over. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Usually somebody has the TV on or something like that. And... I, I glance over. I'm just past the door. I'm just barely adjacent to it. And I, I decide to look over. And what do I see? But a child's face pops up in the in the window. And it was the most unsettling thing to just see a dark window and then a child's face. Dead pan. No expression. Rosy cheek. Blonde hair. Toddler. Staring with these soulless eyes, staring me in the face. And I looked for a brief second and immediately turned away. And I had to think to myself, did I just see that? Was that just real? Was that a ghost of a child trying to escape purgatory? I don't know. It was unsettling. I actually sat and thought about it for like the next minute because I'm not sure if I saw it. It was just the strangest thing. Then I get to the end of this road. And this road ends on a, on a dead end, but there's this paved path that connects to a cul-de-sac. Um, the reason why it's, why it's paved, and it, it cuts in front of the soccer field. And on one side, there's a soccer field. On the right side, and on the left side, there's this, just like this wooded back, just some woods. And so the reason it's paved is because it was supposed to connect. There was supposed to be a road that connected the, this cul-de-sac to, the, to this to this road, but it never got built, I would assume, because of, well, you know, lack of funding, goblins, they found an ancient burial ground, something like that. Anyway, so I'm walking down this path, 
And normally this area that's wooded is, is very lush and very green at this time of year, with it being almost June. But alas, no, no, no. It was this deforested scene of carnage, of just broken trees and brown plants just wiped out for feet, for feet. It's not big, just for like, like deep for feet. I don't want to say mile because it definitely isn't miles, but feet. Just like this absolute foliage carnage. And what what strikes me the most about this is that I get to it and immediately what enters my my nose is this foul odor of a butt. Like I want you to and you need to picture a like imagine it's Thanksgiving Day and everybody is sitting around the table. You're all, you know, doing what families do at Thanksgiving. You're arguing about politics or religion. Uncle George is halfway down with a bottle of Jack Daniels and the children are at the children's table doing dumb stuff and then this, you know, Aunt Betty's talking about the time she had to call the manager because they gave her the wrong ice cream flavor. You know how these things go. Anyways, grandma brings out this large silver platter with whatever, what is it called? The thing that covered a cloche, under a cloche. And you know that it's the turkey. You know what's coming. It's going to be that big, delicious butterball turkey that's going to feed this family and everyone's going to take a nap. And you're excited. Grandma puts the cloche on the table with the silver platter and you ta- she takes off the lid. And underneath this cloche is not a large land-dwelling bird, but instead a large butt. Just two massive cheeks, okay? And Uncle George says, wow, that's a nice rump. And he just sticks his nose in there and sniffs it. That's the smell that was penetrating this local area. It was just straight up a butt. And I was so off-put that I turned around and finished my walk the other direction because of just the rot of this wood and this foliage smelled like a human being's backside, a tush, a tuchus, a derriere, your, you know, your squishy ones. It was so bad that I turned around. But seriously, shout out to walking. Take more walks, everybody. It's good for your butt and your hamstrings and your calves. And walking is a fundamental human movement, so you should just be doing it anyways. Go walk around your table a few times. If you can't get out into your neighborhood, walk around your table, get some steps in, and you'll be good. So, like, just definitely take more walks. So now we're at the point in our show we're gonna we're gonna answer the web's most the most burning questions that Google has for me. So, what am I doing? Good question. I'm gonna go into Google and I'm gonna search why does the moon. That's gonna be our question today. And then we're just going to take a few of these questions, and I'm just going to give you the best answer because I have the right answer to these questions. So why, why does the moon? Uh, first question, why does the moon have phases? The moon has phases because it goes through this, uh, this period of crash dieting and rebounding because the moon has to go to weddings, okay? And when the moon is a crescent, it is it's like, oh, it's wedding season. I need to go on Jenny Craig. I'm going to do P90X and I'm just going to lose all this fat and it's going to be fine. Well, the thing that the moon doesn't understand is that these diet plans do not set you up for success and instead rely on starving you. And so, yeah, it gets really thin and then you can barely even see it's there. But then wedding season's over. 
the holidays hit, Christmas time, proverbially, you know, Christmas, Thanksgiving, uh, uh, um, other holidays where you eat, uh, for me, Saturday, um, and it just it, it rebounds really hard. So it goes through this period of, of, of gaining a lot of weight and then crash dieting. So that is why the moon has phases. Um, second question, why does the moon shine? Because the, the moon knows who it is. And its future is so bright that it needs to wear shades, okay? Don't crush the moon's inner radiance. You know, don't ask what, why it's, it's so happy, it's just happy. Like, why can't we just let it be? Why can't we just let the moon be happy and shine? I want to see what the moon has to offer. You know, who am I to question? Anyways, last question. Why does the moon, why does the moon have craters? This is a good question. This is a great question. Back in ancient times, the ancient Mesopotamians decided, hey, the moon is too smooth. It's off-putting how smooth it is. It looks like a baby's butt cheek. It is far too smooth. So here's what we're going to do. So what most people don't know is that the ancient Mesopotamians created this enormous uh, trebuchet. And the goal was the moon was too smooth. And they found out later that it was because the moon was shaving every day and it had no stubble and no texture. So they said, we need to make the moon uh, have craters. We need to make the moon look rougher, more rugged, more tough, so that when it walks into a bar, he can look over uh, to the bartender and, the, and and he'll say something along the lines of, I want two bourbon straight and give me a beer. And then he'll walk over to the pool table and play a game of pool and absolutely hustle this biker gang. That's what we're trying to get the moon to be. So they launched these large boulders at, at the moon with this ancient trebuchet and uh, made all of those craters uh, in the moon. And that's why the moon has craters. So this has been why Google answering Google. I don't know what we're going to call it. Why Google? Why does Google? Why, why answering Google's questions? Something along those lines. I'll come up with that later. But and finally today, we have the wreck of the week. And the wreck of the week, you know, is something that I like that I want to share with you so we can talk about it. Um, and today's wreck of the week is a, actually a YouTube channel, and the YouTube channel is called Dill Does Games, D-Y-L-D-O-E-S-G-A-M-E-S on YouTube. It's all one word. The logo is blue um, with his head in it. Dill Does Games is a growing YouTube channel where he does about half, half of his content is uh, playing video games that he enjoys, and you can definitely tell that he enjoys playing those games because he doesn't care what game they are. Uh, for the most part, he plays games that he enjoys, and his commentary is great, and he's very funny. And the other half of the video is, the other half of his content is he does uh, graphic design work, which is incredible. So he did a video, for example, where he designed a logo for a fictional uh, sports team, and he had to do it in under two hours, and it was amazing. He filmed his workflow and like what he was thinking about, and it was and he, he made it so entertaining and so enjoyable the entire time. Um, he just reached 100 subscribers, so go over to Dill Does Games on on YouTube and give him a subscribe, like, follow. He he engages with his fans, and he is truly excellent. So that is my wreck of the week. 
hey, everybody, if you thank you for listening. Thank you for allowing me to pad my own ego by thinking that people want to hear me talk. It is just so fulfilling. It is just truly amazing to think that people want to listen to me talk because I enjoy talking. I genuinely enjoy talking. Um, you can follow me. You can follow me on Instagram. You can follow me. Well, Instagram was, well, I guess and Facebook. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. You can follow me all at christian.jude.h. I post motivational stuff. I post funny stuff. I post cosplay stuff. I'm talking all kinds of stuff. Give me a follow. And you know what? Anywhere you're listening to this podcast, leave a five-star review and tell me what I should uh, ask Google next week. Um, And also tell me your best, uh, you know, leave a five-star review and tell me your best story that you ever had while taking a walk. That's very specific, but I bet you someone out there has a gem, an absolute gemstone of a story, and I want to know. So thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow this podcast. We're going to be posting every week, or we, as if I'm not the only one sitting in my garage right now. I'm going to be posting every week. This is a new thing for me, and I really hope to see you at the next one because it's going to get fun. The more comfortable I get... The, the better the podcast is going to be, the more random brain drippage, the fizzy, bubbly goodness that is brain cola uh, filling up your, your ear holes. Uh, so thank you so much for watching. And, uh, you know, until next time, hope you have a wonderful day. Mom, if you're listening, I love you.